Kumlenen a block Gemara. Today's daf is Musachti Yivam Mitzvah Lametches. This is Thursday Yud Gimel Nissen. We are up to the Mishnah. We're continuing to discuss Shemedes Yavam, a woman who's waiting to marry her brother-in-law. So her husband Reuben passed away, and she's waiting for Shimon to marry her. And now we're going to talk about the rights, the commercial rights, actually. Who has rights if she passes away? Who has rights to her estate? And we're going to learn in the Mishnah, an argument of Hisham and Hill. And we're going to learn in the Gemara four different approaches of how to understand the Mishnah. So the Gemara, the Mishnah starts off. Hashemeneris Yavam, a woman who is waiting for her brother-in-law, Shenoflulonachasin. What happens that suddenly she yashin inherited an estate? Is Moedim Beishamai and Beishil, but both Beishamai and Beishil agree, Shemoycheres, that she has the right to sell this these properties or assets, Venoysenes, she has the right to give it away, Bekayim, and whatever she did remains in place. Everyone agrees. Even Basil agrees. As we'll see later what they're arguing about. Here, everyone agrees. What about Mesa? What happened if she passed on? She didn't marry yet. Shimon, her husband Reuben passed away, and she passed on. What happens to her estate? Mayasa. What do we do with Ksavasa? What do we do with her Ksuva? Those assets that go and come in and go out with her. A woman brings her to marriage two kinds of assets. One is known as Nichseit Barzel. They are strong and steady, and one is known as Nixon Meloy, the plucked assets. Nixon Term Basel is where you get an assessor, you evaluate the property that she brings into the state, and whatever valuation you place on it, if, if, um, if she, they move on afterwards, you get divorced, <clears throat> she takes that, uh, she gets that fixed value, regardless of whether the asset increases in value or decreases or depreciates. However, and she brings the assets into the marriage. The assets still belong to her, essentially. The goof is hers. But the husband, to give him an incentive to make sure that he works on these assets, so we give him the payas. He has the right to the payas. So when we say, that she brings in and it leaves with her, so obviously we're talking about So what happens to these assets? And the way we understand the mission right now, we're discussing the ksuva, her ksuva, and from Ruve, from her husband, first husband, and we're also discussing these assets, Nixon Meloy. Ibishamai says that in this case, it's sort of a partial, she's partially attached to Shimon, she's partially still free, so therefore we divide everything. And the Imyoshe of. So Shimon's, um, Shimon and his children who are considered Yoshe they're, they're assuming the, the place of Reuben, her original husband, so they inherit half. But Yoshe of her family, original family, they also Yash and half. He split it right, divide it right down the middle. The logic in that we'll see in the Gemara later. <clears throat> and Basil says, no, we don't say that sort of in between, but rather we say that everything remains in its current state. So ksuva, the ksuva where it belongs to the husband and the husband has to give it to her, so it hasn't given it yet to her. So what's the chazaka? What's the status quo? That's for the husband. So the chazaka they were, they still remain with um, the family, with, um, with her husband's family. The assets she brought with her, so whose assets were they were hers all along. So therefore the Chazaka status quo, that is hers. They remain with her family. But if Shimon virtually married her, then it's like any other wife, and the same laws of inheritance apply there. 
And as long as the ksuba is regarding the assets of the first husband. From an ksuba, the first husband. So now the Gemara wants to understand why is it that in the ratio we said that Beshama and Bishul will agree that she has a right to sell everything. And and then, but if she died, then suddenly we, according to Beshama, we divided him equally. And according to Bishul, we look at the Chazakis. What's going on here? Maishna, Reisha, why is it that in the Reisha, in the first part of the Mishnah, the late plea, that there's no argument whatsoever, and everybody agrees that uh, that if the, if the woman is still alive, she has a right to sell, she has all the rights, 100%. <clears throat> and um, and why is it in Maishna Sefer, why is it in the Sefer when she dies, suddenly we divide her assets? We don't say the assets are still hers. What changed when she died? We don't say that the assets are still hers and goes to her side of the family. No. We, according to Bishama, we divide it. According to Bishil, we look at Chazaka. What's going on here? Um, so comes one Ula, and he'll give the first of four different approaches to distinguish between the first part of the mission and the second part of the mission. Amrul says Ula, Reisha, the first part of the mission is the Nafla, when that we're, we're going to, the difference is going to be what her relationship was with the first husband, Reuben. Was she merely engaged her husband, Mahatayrish, still considered, you know, Arusa, or was she, was she married, was she in the Silla? And that is a difference in her bias and what she actually owned. Reisha, the first part of the mission is talking about the Nafla, Kishia Rusha, she's merely engaged to Ruben, and therefore because her relationship was on a weaker, on a lower level, and she was only engaged to Ruben, and then after Ruben died, she started, he started inheriting all of these assets, so everyone agrees they're totally hers, and because they're totally hers, she can sell, she can donate it, no argument with Shammai and Basil. And the safe is talking about the Nokoshi Nasua. It's talking about that she was actually married to Ruben. And then um, and then she became a Shemarish Yab Ruben died, and then she inherited all his assets. So when when it's when we say that another thing that we're gonna say is that a Shemaris Yavam is always one step, one degree lower than the, the, the original husband. So if Ruvain was uh, was engaged, if she was engaged to Ruvain, then the Shemarish Yavam is a step lower than that. Whatever the laws are by Rusa, it's a step less. And if she was married to Ruben, then whatever the laws are by marriage to Ruben, she is a step less. So therefore, um, when, when it comes to uh, engaged, Mishamai says, <clears throat> there's an argument Mishamai says, if a woman is engaged, can uh, can she still sell her property? Does she still have total control of her property? According to Mishamai, she still has total control. According to Mishamai, she does not. But if she did, then the sale is a valid sale. But a Shemeres Yavam is a step lower, so that's why Basil is made in the case of a Shemeres Yavam, the Chathila she can sell if she merely was engaged to Ruben. <clears throat> However, it makes it like a Safgarus, that was one step lower than an ordinary Rusa. And Zika is Nasua, and if she was a, a Zika of a Nasua, then she's again, she's one step lower than that. Um, <clears throat> so therefore, by a Nasua, everyone agrees that um, if she's married to Reuben, she has no right to sell the properties. If she sells the properties, the husband can step in and take them all back, retrieve them from, from the buyers. So the Zika's Nasua is a step lower than that. And so therefore, according to Bishabai, because of a step lower than that, it's sort of like a, we call it a suffix. And therefore, it's partially the, the, the husband's and partially hers. So we divide it right down the middle. <clears throat> Because the Esau could now explain Zika was in the case of Arusa, the Zika is one step lower. And um, we're calling it a Suffolk Arusa. What we really mean is that it's one step lower. And, and the Esau could 
you can't say there's no Rusa at all. There's, there's definitely ties because she needs a chalitza. So therefore, obviously, there's definitely ties. These are not about the Rusa. If you can tell me that what that it's that's definitely said there's no difference in Zika Rusa and Arusa that the same state is a massive question. How can Basila say that she has a right to sell her properties in this particular situation? We know that a, a woman who was engaged, according to Basila Khatkhila, she cannot sell the properties because her husband certain has certain rights. But the evidence, if he sold it, it's all right. And yet Al Mishra says Senas in time, it works. Must be there's a step lower. But now we look novel if a property fell into her shoes after she got engaged, but Shama Emirin Timka, she has a right to sell it. She has no right to sell it. But everyone agrees that she'im machra the nasha kaim it works. Elish mamanos approve zika sarusa oisa safegarusa. Clear that a zika is one step lower. It only makes it a safegarusa. Okay, <clears throat> so therefore, the first part of the mission is talking about such a situation. She's only engaged. Then these assets fell in after um, afterwards. While she was a shemeres yavam, so it's a step lower. And because it's a step lower, everyone agrees that she can sell. The next part of the Mishnah, we have a machlekes v'sham mitzvah, but we divided the way they look at the status quo. Zika's nesua. When it comes to the zika of a nesua of a marriage, isa suffering nesua. The zika of a nesua is one step lower than a nesua. Because in other words, if 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 she was married to Reuben, she's married, and then she sells it, the Reuben can step in and take it all back. Now that Reuben died. And she's only a, 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 a what do you call it? only a zika, um, and because it's only a zika, and, and this estate fell into her after Reuben died, not while Reuben died. Whoever Reuben died, then it would have been then Shimon just steps into Reuben's shoes. We're talking about the estate fell in after Reuben died, and then the zika is a step lower. The control that Shimon has is a step lower, so that's the machleib shamisil. And how do I know that? How do I know it's a step lower? Because <clears throat> if you're going to say. Uh, if you can tell me that what that it was definitely because it's like the same state as if it married. You divide it down the middle, but none we learned we learned elsewhere. What if any in the chasim fall into her possession after she was married to her husband? Everyone, basically, all agree. She even she sold it. The husband can intercede and take them all back. They take them all back. So it must be that a zika of a nesuya is a step less than a nesuya. So Shimon, the Yavam's rights are less. And therefore, Shammai says you divide it, and Hill says, look at the chazaka, what it was till now. So that's Ula's. Distinction. So all of the things you basically learn is the chiluk between the first part of the mission. The second part of the mission is if she was merely engaged to, to her first husband or she was married to her husband. And the, these assets fell into her after her husband passed away. And then the question, and therefore that's why the mission has two different parts. Rabba is not satisfied with that. <clears throat> he said like this. Only Rabba, if that's the whole difference, the difference is if she was married or she was engaged. Why are the argument case about that the case where she passed away and what happens to the assets, you're telling me it makes no difference about her status, whether she's alive or whether she's dead. The only thing that matters is whether she was engaged her first husband or second. So my, why does the mission have to introduce a new variable which has no bearing on the outcome of this case? Because the same thing would be as well, even if she's alive, and, and what rights does she have um, alive? The property belongs to her, so, so but the, the paytas belong to her husband. So therefore, again, so what happened to these paytas? And she sold uh, these rights. According to Bishamai, we split that um, 
these the, the, what the inheritance it, it, it is split half and half because uh, it's a, a step lower than in the sewer um uh, we'll call it. um and um and according to basil you leave everything chazaka elamaraba says rabba I'll tell you another distinction. Nothing to do with the difference between engaged and marriage. It's both talking about that they were married. She was married to Uvein, and then with a Shemedas Yavim, she was Zika of marriage. The And everyone agrees that a Zika of Nesuya is one step lower. The chilek between the Reisha and the Sefer is exactly what the Mishnah says, whether she's still alive or whether she passed away. Reisha is talking about the Iyakaima, the Reisha is talking about she's still alive. Um, because she's still alive, and now she's Milia Shemedis Yavam, so she's definitely a Vade. Why? Because the property of the definitely is hers. <clears throat> it is her property. What about Ksuvah? We'll get to it soon. Because the Ksuvah are the assets of the husband. But right now we're talking about the Niximalaik. The Niximalaik is definitely the husband, is definitely her property. So she is a Vada, she has a part in the property. Venus Suffolk, and the husband's family is merely a Suffolk. And we have a rule in Suffolk, Majum Nevada. And therefore, a Suffolk cannot take out a Vada, and that's why she has to, if she sells it or gives it away, she has total control. But safe, um, the end is talking about the Mesa. The end is talking about where she died. And because she died, <clears throat> so now they're coming to claim the property. She's no longer around, based on the Yerusha. So, and they're both coming to claim the Yerusha. The Yavim is coming to claim Yerusha from her. And, and, um, and she said, you know, she was a Zika of, an, um, of his. And her side of the family is claiming the Yerusha, that's theirs. Now there's a suffix. And the suffix is how strong, how powerful is this bond of the Zika? Is it considered as if they're married already to Shimon, therefore Shimon's family inherits? And, and, and her original family has no rights to it whatsoever. <clears throat> or it's not like she's married, and therefore the, the original family gets the Yerusha. And therefore, what do you do whenever there's a suffix? Allah, Barla, Yad, Allah, Barla, each one comes to claim the heritage. Yeah, like, could definitely divide it in the middle. So the Gemara. Says the Gemara, and Basil disagrees. He says, "Well, with the Suffolk, you always go after the Chazak." And um, <clears throat> um, we go. Um, you're telling me the Suffolk does not take away from the Vada, and that's why. No, even though the, the woman is Vada, she definitely belongs to her. Um, you said before. They, and therefore, she has the right to sell to a suffix does not take from the vada. So, let me ask a question. But uh, now we learned, Nafal Habayis, Olav Al Ovi, there was a child and a father, um, and the house collapsed, and they both perished in, in, that, um, in that collapse. And the question is, who died first? The Naptimini is, so who inherited her first? If the father died first, then the child inherited the father. And if the child, and, and then his Yashim are the ones who uh, inherit, or the child at first, the father Yashim, the child. And then his Yashin take over. So what happened was Nuflabai's Olive Alavi, Olive or on him, or anybody else who inherits to him. And on the child, there was a few different other outstanding loans. There was a Ksuvas Isha, the Ksuva Vawaib, and the Balchaiv was a lender. So Yosha Avaimim, the Yosha the father, obviously tiny without knowing for sure, but this is their argument. Ben makes issues the child out first, and therefore forget the Balchai, forget the Ksuvah, it goes straight directly to the father. The Achim has then the father died, so we are and we take it all over, and the Balchai, you have no say in it whatsoever, because it's our money now, and we don't owe you anything. 
The father died first, and the Achim Mesa afterwards. The son died, and therefore the son inherited the father, and therefore I have every right to collect my chayp. He's Beishamai says, Beishamai says, in this case, we don't know who's right, he divides. And Beishil says, Nechosim Beches Kosim, do everything the way it is. Now, in this case, the Yershim of the fathers of Adai, because they're coming with a definite time. They definitely inherit their father. Um, what do you mean? Because even if the father died first and the son Yashim, the father, then nevertheless, because they inherit their father, they'll also ultimately end up inheriting the son because it's their brother. So they are about the Yershim. The Balchayv is questionable whether he has something at all because if the father if the if, if if the son predeceases the father and the and the father yash and everything, then he has nothing. So he the balchev the suffik they're avadei, and yet Bishama says he's avadei equal. So what do you tell me? The first part of the mission is talking about why do you have like because the suffik and avadei and she's avadei and that's why she can sell anything else. But Bishama holds that doesn't matter. Even the suffik has right to be divided equally. Could you tell me divide equally? Comes one the Gemara says a new a new word. The reason why a Balchayv is also considered a Vada. Why is he a Vada? Because Kesav Bishama Shtaro Oim Aligvus Yigavodomi. That since there's a contract with two witnesses, it's that strong that it's as if he's already collected. It's not called Mechusa Gavayin. You start to go through ordeal because any person automatically is going to okay. It's have a Shtaro with two Edim, and they put as if he collected already. So he's already a Mechusik. He's as much as a Vada as they are. Says the Gemara. And therefore, if the, if the son for example, outlived his father, and he would yash on his father, then Valchev collected instantaneously. It's his already. They put the Safik and the Safik who died first, and that's why they divide you. So, how do we know Bishami holds the Svara that the Shtar as if it's collected? If not, we let the Mishnah. Let the Mishnah say to Mesu, let's say a woman who was accused of being a Saita, but before she had a chance to drink the water to prove her innocence, Mesu Baleem, her husband who warned her and, and, and so on and so forth, died, actually, before she had a chance to drink, so, uh, to drink, so we can't prove one way or another. Is Bishami, and Bishami says, now there's a doubt here, maybe she was Mazana, and she did. If she had an adulterous affair, she forfeits her um, So we don't know what happens, right? So Suffolk. Bishami says, nightly Tsubasa have every right to collect the the Ainan Shaisis, they don't have to drink. And Basil says, Oy Shaisis, Oy Lenaitis, either they drink and then they can collect the or not, they don't take it off. So, um, so I don't take it. So, for the Mara Muzan, the Mara how can you give her to drink when the husband passed away? Only the husband can bring it to drink. But let you don't have that. Because she doesn't drink, she does not get her. But Beshama, the point that we're trying to focus on here, Beshama, Beshama says she has every right to take Suba, but she's a Suffolk. She's a Suffolk. What's a Suffolk? Suffolk's a Noi. If she was Mazana, she forfeits a Suffolk. Suffolk lays a Noi. She didn't Mazana. And yet, and she will, uh, she goes ahead and collects the Suffolk. Now, the asses are sitting with her husband. So they have a Chalukka, they're the Vada. She has a Suffolk, she's a title or not. And yet, she takes away from her husband. Elish Mam doesn't approve. Must be that she's not a Suffolk because the Suffolk is as if she already collected her as well. And now, as soon as the husband died, the ksuba is sits with her. And now the Yarshim, if they're saying, no, 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 maybe you're a Mazana, you're forfeit the ksuba, they're the ones who are being mighty from her because she already had it. Because once you have a ksuba, it's as if it's hers. And the Safi cannot take away from Avada. So that's the new um, approach because Kigobidami turns it into Avada. Says the Gemara. 
Uh, but Baye, in fact, Baye, who did not know of this halach of Shtar Oimbali, where we don't at this juncture later on, he changed his mind, but right uh, in the Gemara site, but right now he didn't know about it. Is Leishrim, why in fact doesn't he bring a proof from here? Let him bring a, uh, a proof from here that. Um, that we see that a suffix is much about that because she entitled the Ksuba. And he didn't know the reason is because she's a Kavada because Shtaro Emelik is your governor. So if your mother didn't look the shiny, he thought that maybe Ksuba is different. We're gonna we're gonna treat her differently. We want women to be happy to get married. And if we every time there's a dispute or there's a suffix, she forfeits a ksuba, ksuba, people won't want to get married. So we're making it easy on her. That's why he don't want to use that as a proof. So the mother Velaisve Ksuba. The Masnisim. What about now Mishnah? Um, you see clearly from here that Beishamai says Yachleku in our Mishnah. In the it says ready. What about the Ksuba and the Chosim and the Chosim? Yitzibah Beishamai says you divide it equally. So we see clearly again. Sophie takes out Mavadai. Says the Gemara Leipligi. The Mishnah is not discussing when Beishamai still arguing. They're not talking. Even though you introduced it by talking about the Ksuba, this argument only deals with the Nichsim Eloi. It says clearly the mission of Mesa, if she died, what clearly that it's discussing the Ksuba as well, and she's a Suffolk. This what you mean. Mesa, this is how you read the mission. What is with the Ksuba? And then it was a rhetorical question. The mission let it alone, let it aside, and didn't bother responding to it. And then the Chosim, now the mission continues. The Shamay says, Yachleku divided, Yeshabam, Yeshiav, the both equal Suffolk. says, So this is how. How a rabbi learns. The rabbi learns the distinction of the mission is not whether she was engaged to the first husband or she's married. The distinction is whether she's still alive. And then this, because she's the vada, therefore she has a right to do whatever she wants. The subject is not full of a vada, or when she is dead. And then the two equal suffix, whether a zika makes her like she's married or not married, if you divide equally, and Basil says you leave the chazak. The main people are the yoshiav, and the yoshiav step in and they also take a share. Why, when do the Yoshe of, like, turn and say Yoshe of and Yoshe Habal. Now, when, um, what, are the, what are the main rights of the Yoshe of? It's the Nixim Malayk. When it comes to the Ksuba, the assets are with the husband and they have to pay it out to the wife. Because it says the Yoshe Habal joined the Yoshe of, it's clearly what are we talking about? The Nixim Malayk originally belonged to the Av, to the Av family, to her original family. We're only focusing now on Nixim Malayk. So that's approach number two. Distinction is, whether watch is alive or she's dead. Come along, Abaya. Abaya says, No, I'll give you a third way of how to understand the difference between in our Mishnah. And it goes this way like, one of the Chilm generation, the Sefer, my generation, everyone agrees that she can sell. And why in the Sefer we have a Machlekes, whether it's Yachleku or whether it's Chazaka? Nothing to do with the fact that she's still alive or now that she's dead. <clears throat> um, it's told as follows uh, Abaya, my Reish, it depends when the assets came into possession. In the days you're talking about, when did the asses come into possession? While she was she was waiting for Shimon, and because waiting for Shimon, Shimon doesn't have such strong rights, and therefore she's much stronger. She's sort of half independent, so she can outright sell it the chapkila or give it away. And if she dies, her yarshin take over because the zika is not strong enough to have an effect on that. But Saif is talking about the Nafal of Fishitakul about. There is talking about the assets fell into her possession when she was married to Reuben. And, um, and because it came into possession, she married to Reuben. And the argument is going to be 
what are the rights of Reuben to her, the assets that she brings into the marriage? Uh, his, the husband. The husband and the wife are equal partners in the assets that brings into the marriage, or the husband's rights are stronger than hers, even though she's the one who inherited and bringing the marriage because of the of all the takanas of the husband we want him to take care of his wife, then yodai is not equal to yodai. On the contrary, yodai me yodai. And the difference would be, while she is a shemeres yavam, it's always a step lower. So if you're going to learn that his hand is stronger than hers, when shemeres yavam, they're equal. If you learn that while she inherited assets while she was married, yodai ki yodai, they're both equal, then shemeres yavam is a step lower than that. And that's going to be the machlekes b'sham b'sel. So Rabbi Abayi holds that yodai ki yodam. And that Basil says that what? That even though she brought the marriage and it goes back to the Chazok, Abaya holds that while she was married, when she when these assets came into possession, their husband and her are equal, no stronger. So therefore, when she died, uh, when um, when the husband died, and now she's the Shemeres Yavim, all the Shemeres Yavim have, all the Yavim has is on Ezekiel, just one step lower. So therefore, then the Chasim are in the Chazok. And Be- so that's why Beishamah Hill says, leave it in the Chazak. Beishamah Hill know that Yodah is stronger than Yodah. By Zika, they're both equal. And therefore, you divide it halfway. The partners now, by Shemeres Yavim, they're merely equal partners. So you divide it half and half. Um, <clears throat> and, and that's what Abai explains it here. So Abai explains basically the question is when the assets came into possession. That's a whole relation to say for the ratio came into possession when, uh, when she was a Shemeres Yavim, so she's in total control. And um, and the same we're talking about. She came came possession while she was married, and the machlek is b'sham basil is if the husband and her are equal partners, then shemesh yavim is, is a step lower than that. That's basil leave everything in chazaka status quo. And according to b'sham, the husband is stronger, and therefore the shemesh yavim are equal, and that's why he just split down the middle. But the rava doesn't agree with this. This is a fourth approach because rava holds that um, that rava holds that in fact the halach is that yodo yadifa. So how can Basil say that means that Shemesh Yavim should be equal? So Basil also should be made that they should, that Basil should say that they should divide it equally. So Rav has a fourth approach. Omelet Rav says, Rav, if let's say she came into possession of these assets while she's married to her husband, then everyone is no argument. I hold that according to everybody, the, the husband has stronger rights. So if she, while she's a Shemesh Yavim, they're equal, then Basil will be made that you split equally down the middle. What happened was that no, all the assets fell to her, not when while they were married, but while she was a Shemesh Yom. So what's the field in the nation? Say, why the nation? She has total control. Nation, love of mine, the Zika is so weak. So the nation, nothing happens. There's no overtures from Shimon to her, and therefore she's in total control. She can sell and donate and do whatever and, and give it away. It's all hers. <clears throat> but safer, and the safer is talking about um, the other Bemaimer. Um, so, no, but he says if the assets came to her while she's married, the, 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 the future husband has no rights at all, whatever. But he did a minor, which is, and, and the minor we had before in Machlik is Bisham Bissil. Bisham holds that a minor is very powerful. And therefore, Bisham holds minor is Kaina Mahatayim. Because of one version we had, one version we had previously. That Bisham says that a minor. Definitely does uh, no. The first part of the Mishnah, there was no Maimah, so she has total control. The second part was there was a Maimah, according to Bisham, and Maimah makes it totally Arusa and a step lower than in the sewer. And the Vada Arusa, on the one hand, she's totally engaged to the person, so therefore, if let's say, you know, the whole story of having more for three brothers and then two sisters married to Reuben and Shimon, and then Levi made a minor. And then, uh, you know, Shimon died. So the tzara of the wife of Shimon now is totally free, according to Bishamah, because um, the Reuben's wife and the sisters are already considered married. 
uh, Rusa engaged to Levi and therefore this is the sister of, uh, of, of Yishtai and therefore she's totally free. So as far as Achais Yishtai, it's considered a total uh, a relationship. Uh, but in the Safing Nesua, when it comes to uh, other Dinim, they're only considered like a Safing Nesua, a step lower. And, um, and therefore, Lachli Minachasim, all they can do is they divide in the, uh, the Nechasim. Um, and Mashang Misal has agreed that Maimah does that, and that's why he says, Go after the Chazak. It may be learned, Mashang, that Abelazah Kabbas is Rabbah. Abelazah learns like Rabbah that the difference between the first part of the mission, the second part of the mission is, you did, you did, as a Shemeres Yavim, nothing happens if the assets fell. And then we're talking about a Maimah took place. So that's the Machlek in Mashang Misal, the strength of a Maimah. So that's what Abelazah says. We eat my Mashang, that Abelazah Kabbas is Rabbah. We look at Abelazah Kabbas is Rabbah, like Abaya, that the question is, when did these assets fall into them? Did it come while she was married to Ruben, or did it come? Um, while she was awaiting, while she was waiting, <clears throat> um, that this, the nation is talking about it, it came into possession while she was a Shemaris Yavim, therefore she's total control. And the same is talking about it came to possession while she was married to her husband. And the argument is whether Yoda ki Yoda or Yoda Adifim Yoda. Says, How can you tell me that? How can you tell me that? says that. Roman Abelaz Abelaz says that. My middle Beshamay ain't no kind of Abelaz. It clearly holds that even according to Beshamay, and we had it before, a mime is not really kind of. So how can you tell me that Abayah's, uh, that Rabbah's whole word, that Maimir is kind of, and therefore, you know, it makes it almost like in the Suya, and that's why he divided equal. It wasn't hold of that. In fact, the only thing that he said according to Bishama, what Maimir achieves is that Shimon's wife, that is no longer is, is a free woman because her uh, her sister had a Maimir. So you're right, swap the names around. You don't swap the reins around. When I said previously, beget, I said to her, I said previously that Maimir is kind of, it doesn't make a full thing, is only regarding that, that if, a, if the lady made a Maimir to the Shemeris Yavam and then decides to divorce, you can't just give her a get and say goodbye because you were totally married to me. All you did was a Maimir. So I said, I said that even according to Bishamai, if let's say you made a Maimir, which prevents the sister from marrying, but if you made a Maimir, then you decide to divorce her, get is not enough. You need to give her Chalitza. Uh, but I never got involved in the commercial side of things to say that what a maimer does not make it as if it's shimans and therefore he has rights to it. Amr Papa said, "Papa, do you can amasi se kavos lebaya?" The Papa says that in fact our mission comes out going to buy it. But and even though the what the difference is that the Rish is talking about that the, the assets fell into her while she was a shemeris yom, and therefore she has total control. And the Sefer is talking about that the assets fell while she was married to Reuben. The argument is whether yoda ki yoda yoda is stronger than yoda. The Avagav the kashemesa, even though it's a little bit problematic going to buy it. So why does the mission introduce the fact she's alive, which is dead? That's totally irrelevant. What matters is where that when the assets came into her when Reuben was alive or Reuben was. Dead. Not whether she was alive. The Tani says in the Chosim, even though it's a problem, Mesa. But I'll tell you why the Mishnah seems to support Abaya, because it totally talks about the Chosim that comes in and goes out with her, which is basically the Nichse Melug. My nichnasim, my yaitzim. What do you mean going in and going out? Lav nichnasim l'shusabal. It's properly that she brought into the rishus of the husband. The yaitzim l'shusabal goes out of the husband. So clearly, the safer talking about a case where while she was married, she brought some things into the marriage, and then and that's the question. It's so like a bayah that the first part of the mission talking about that she brought things in when the husband already was dead. She was a shemeres yavim, and the second part of the mission talking about while she was married and therefore nichnasim of the yaitzim l'shusabal. Avagav the kashim mesa, and even though. <clears throat> 
We have a problem with Mesa. Why, why is it relevant of that? And at the Miflugah Begufa, and why talk about the, the, the property itself after she died? We could have talked, the same question we had before that Rabbi Asanullah, we can ask on Abai as well. Let's talk about her while she's alive and regarding the Paris, which the only part that goes to her husband is the Paris, and, and discuss that whether she can say who gets it. The Sulaimidi, that doesn't matter. That's a little bit of a problem, but the Mishnah clearly seems to indicate that Abai is right. We're talking about that she that she was married to her husband, and that's the Kiddush of the Sefer. The goes into the husband, and therefore Abai's distinction is correct. So even though Abai and Robert are arguing here, we have a rule that six times the halacha is like Abai Yal Kigam. Many poskim hold that the halacha here is like Abai as well. Because uh, Arapapa agrees with him, and this doesn't come under the banner of Yal Kagam. Because if other Amoraim rule like Abaya, that's outside of that rule that we gave. Others disagree, Halacha should still be like Rabbah. This ends today's Gemara. We'll continue tomorrow, Mr. Shem.